This is the Stevie Fro podcast, episode number 53. Got us a baseball coach with us today. And not just any baseball coach, but back-to-back ninth region champion and Northern Kentucky Baseball Coaches Association Division A Coach of the Year winner, Kevin Gray from Beachwood High School. Kevin, what's up? What's going on, buddy? Surviving this heat. Yeah. Jeremy's buying a house, having babies. (laughs) Well. And it's hot. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, the Beachwood Tigers were 37-1 and one this season, and were also 35th district champions before falling in the state sectional to Danville, who ended up advancing to the state semifinals. What a team. No kidding, man. Yeah. Beachwood had five players earn uh, honors, including Mitchell Berger, who was named the Division A Player of the Year and was a pitching all-star, as well as a sophomore all-star. Um Anyone who's listened to this podcast long enough knows what a big fan of Mitchell Berger we are. Mm-hmm. Sophomore Bryce Eastep was a catching all-star and also a sophomore all-star. Uh, Tanner Jackson was an all-star at first base. Jackson Roseboro was an all-star at second base. Wait, did I have that wrong? Tanner Jackson was at first base yeah. and Jackson was at second base and Brett Holiday was an outfield all-star. All coaching. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, really impressive group, top to bottom. Yeah. It, it was, uh, they, I'll tell you, the, the work ethic that those kids have is just the whole team, you know, just incredible. Is it a fun group to coach? Absolutely. I loved every day practice. Well, I shouldn't say every day. I didn't like our all A St. Henry game. That yeah. didn't go over very good. But other than that, that's yeah. part of the process. <clears throat> yeah. Part of learning. Right. They learned a lot after. And I think we all regrouped after that. And, we saw how it ended. Focused. Yeah. yeah. And then you get a chance to redeem yourselves in the regional tournament, too, right. with St. Henry. Right. And, and the, one of the things we talked about when we saw the draw was a hey, pretty good draw. Well, tough. Yeah, <laughs> If you're looking tough. at the team. Very tough. You know, we, we talk about in basketball how ninth region basketball, night in and night out, is just brutal. Um, baseball, in years past, has been kind of top-heavy. Mm-hmm. But it really seems like there's a lot more parity now. It seems like uh, when I say, you know, brutal schedule, it, it's almost becoming that way in baseball, too. Yeah, I think we talk about this every year when we do the draw. It's like eight teams in the ninth. You've got darn near eight that could win it, you know, every year. So it's when I was that when we made it to UK, I was talking to Coach Joan or whatever his name is from UK, and he said, Hey, I know it's hard to get back here. And I, was, I told him, I said, winning our reasons like winning a state tournament almost, yeah. you know, with all the schools we got around here. And there's such good pitchers, too, in northern Kentucky that on any day, it doesn't matter if it's a 500 team that got out of their district because they, you know, they may have lost in the district finals, but right. their ace was dominant in the first round. If you're not hitting that day, it's lights out. Well, look at uh, like Connor. We played in the semis. I mean, they. They were twenty and nineteen, I think, but they threw they didn't throw the race the first game, so they threw that sophomore man gold against us that threw threw the ball really good. Mm-hmm. We didn't really hit the ball that great against them, but he and he lost a little bit of control, but kid's only a sophomore. He's gonna be yeah. around for two more years. So I mean they were twenty and nineteen. Brad it always really seems matter. to get those yeah. kids. Oh yeah. He, I don't know what it is he does. Yeah, he's he's got the greatest baseball coaching attitude too. Yep. He's not as intense as as you are, but you could just tell that the kids probably love playing for him because he's just like, hey, buddy. Right, right. You going to play with my kid over there? Okay. Yeah. We'll do infield without you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, group this year seemed like it had pretty good camaraderie from the times I got oh, to see yeah. him. Yeah. We, the kids all got along. We didn't have really – we didn't have anything, like no problems off the field. I mean, and we kept a little bit more than we normally would just because of COVID. We didn't know. And I told him from day one, well, I'm not canceling games because of guys being out if – we have five starters out, next man up. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, a lot of people don't realize we didn't have Austin Henson all year. Austin would have been probably second pitcher, third pitcher, whatever, left-hander that he was hitting the crap out of the ball in, you know, preseason. Number three, probably three in the lineup and left-hander and all that. And, you know, he dove in the second on a scrimmage and jammed his shoulder and tore – I don't know, tore something in his shoulder, but he was out for the year. But I mean, that, that was, I thought that at the time, I'm like, this is huge. Yeah. But then we had guys, Landon Johnson, Cam Boyd, that started at JV and we pulled him up in um, next man up. Talk about Cameron Boyd. Kid, you said starts on JV, ends up 
hitting this bomb in the sectional game against mm-hmm. Danville. And honestly, I felt just listening to the game like this was the moment that, okay, Beachwood is going to be okay. Right. Um, obviously, it didn't pan out that right. way, but what a huge moment for him. Oh, yeah. And he had a heck of a year. I mean, he, you know, with basketball, those guys get a little bit of late start, which is fine. But like him, him and Mitchell both started a little bit slow with the bat, but then they just kept getting better and better and better. And, you know, they both hit darn near 400. Yeah. And we played over it. We played you guys in the first game of the year. And just calling the pitches. And as we got through to the second time through the lineup, I'm thinking, this is murderer's row. I mean, and our kid just, you know, he hit Mitchell Berger. I felt kind of bad about it, but I thought, well, I might, <laughs> might have just saved a broken window in the school building. So back to back region titles. You know, the perception from the cheap seats is that they just got better players. Um, well, having really good players helps, but you know, the truth is that when the target is on your back and you've experienced that thrill of that victory when in the region, you know, you got to show up, work harder, work longer in the preseason, um, develop kids quicker, especially when you graduate kids and play your best every day because someone's going to sneak up and get you. Right. And, and losing is never fun. And if it's a seed game, you play in a, in a tough district you have the all-A as well. So you have these little – you have these games within your schedule throughout the season that um, are marquee games. Most, if I would say to people that say it's uh, you just have good players as you've never coached in the ninth region then or yeah. in, a, in a big game because we were all in the same boat at the beginning. Of the year. We had no idea who was going to start shortstop, second base, without playing last year. So it was like, you know, the kids, we told them, jobs are open, go win them. And, um, you know – underclassmen, seniors, whatever. And um, that's just, you know, I, I, that's funny because we, uh, I mean, Kelfcath had a fantastic team. Um, Historically good. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, the respect that we yeah. have for them and Coach Crumplebeck and his staff. But, I mean, to beat them, we you talk about earning it. When you have to beat them twice in eight days, you, you, you really, you sure as hell earned it. Yeah, you're not hiding anything at that no. point. No, no, and and I and we had talked a little bit um, after the district seed game, which was a good game. Mm-hmm. They just executed more plays, right? At the end of the, and hit more balls. Yep. So yep. you know, um, graduating twelve seniors yep. from this team is that mm-hmm. what I saw? You know, having lost last season and graduated a really talented senior class before that, were you pleased with how this group? led and and set the tone uh, especially for the younger kids so talking more about some of the older kids oh yeah our seniors are unbelievable I mean you know we had a lot of POs that were seniors we kept a lot a few more than we probably would have with COVID we had Henshin Hurt Tanner Schultz Matt Lloyd never threw a ball one ball the whole year he would have been on you know part of our pitching staff but you know, with um, with Tanner, he got hurt in football, so he really never got a chance to. He couldn't even throw a ball probably till the eighth, ninth, tenth game of the year, so he never really got a chance to to prove anything or whatever. But that our bullpen the guys were, you know, crazy. It was awesome to hear. I mean, if it was positive, they a couple times I had to get on them about stuff, but but for the most part, the bullpen was great. The seniors never they never complained. I mean, I'm sure some of the parents did, but it is what it is. I mean, sure. Um, but yeah, they they were great. They were in the dugout, you know, getting crazy and just having a good time. And um, yeah, they were really they were definitely leaders to, for the younger guys. And they were the first ones out of that dugout. If you know when Cam hit that home run, I guarantee you that twelve seniors were out there first. You know, yeah. to, to greet him. So I saw the dog pile video too. So I mean. Yeah. Zach that's, Norris took his yeah, phone that's out with him. Camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's cool that it was documented that way. Right, right. Because you don't, I mean, it's, believe it or not, even us, you know, you, you, you know, we do these things to, and we are tough on kids because we want them to enjoy and have that experience, that thrill. Um, and a little bit of you, you live vicariously through that. It keeps you young because mm-hmm. you're invested as well for them. So I, I liked that. It, oh, it was it, cool. But he took his phone out. It was five to two, two outs, nobody on. Took his phone out, was getting ready to go, and then Brett walked the next two guys, yeah. put the tying run at the plate, and <laughs> we were like, put your damn phone away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you talked about this group, and 
you know, the funny thing about kids now compared to when we were kids, um, it seems like they, they, um, they identify talent a little bit better and, and handle that a little bit better than we did. Do you think that's true? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure there was guys that were disappointed they didn't play, but when they're watching, exactly, you know, guys play in front of them that are producing, if mm-hmm. I can see, you know, you complain if, Hey, this guy's not hitting either. So what, what, you know, what, give me a shot. Yeah. But no, we never, I mean, those guys, I mean, like the sophomores that we had in there, you know, I told them as soon as we pulled those guys from JV and put them in, I'm saying your job is to make me fill that lineup card out and put Boyd in there and put Johnson in there and whoever else, so that you make me put your name in there. Yeah, that's that's your job. So and that's what they did. And the other thing is, your guys, the way you work, and for the young and aspiring coaches out there who look at what Beachwood has done, what Highlands did the three years prior to that, and four, four years, four years. I'm yeah. sorry, excuse yeah. me, my God, <laughs> and all the other successful programs throughout the state. You know, let me give you an inside baseball hint. Work your fundamentals every day. No days off of fundamentals. Last year, at this time when you were on, we had talked about that, having coached with you. The reason your teams succeed and, for the most part, never beat themselves is because <clears throat> you hammer home those things every day. Mm-hmm. There aren't no days off. No. Um, and, and, you know, I, you know, you get the coaches awards and all that, you know, how it is. You're not, you're only as good as the staff you have. Obviously you can win, you've won coaching awards, but our staff is phenomenal, you know, from the freshman, you know, Norton, uh, Brian Norton and Mark Clary. And then JV, you got Chewy, Timmy Pingallo and Mike Clary. And then on varsity, you got, you know, um, Kyle Shootman, Nate Schneider, and Steve Kroger. I mean, Steve's been – he was with us at Newcath. Yes. Huge he's, asset to a program. Right. He's been with me since yeah. Newcath. Played at Ludlow. Xavier. Right. Yeah, Newcath guy played at Xavier. Right. He knows a lot of people, which is helping some of our guys um, right now that want to play at the next level. How was the JV team this year? Well, you'll have to talk to Chewy because Chewy will say, you know, he won the region because he – Oh, they won he, the region? No, no, no. Oh, okay. He'll say that we won the region varsity because of, the, oh. you know, because of the JV, you know, good coach. But, no, JV was like 21-4. and four. He's the Newt Rockney of JV baseball coaches. Right. Yeah, he does a great job. The kids love playing for him. He's got a nickname for everybody. Yeah. But I love to give him shit when he <laughs> was coaching the Red Devils with your brother Steve. Right. Yeah. You know, they have the – you know, they have the wristband with the plays on them. I'm like, right. you think of Newt Rockney over here. You guys are winning seven-year-old football games. Right. But he, he does. The kids love playing yeah. for him. and He's got a great personality yeah. for it. Yeah. And they just, they they love playing. They mm-hmm. just, you know, and, and Mike Clary, same way. You know, so, and then freshman level is, you know, Norton's just, he's, he's like us he's with good, fundamentals. Bro. He just drills, drills, drills. From the first day in September that we start lifting, it'll be fundamentals. We were very lucky that he was here. And believe me, the the kids that he coached those early years when we were still at Newcath, that we ended up on the varsity winning back-to-back regional titles and then getting to a, another regional final after that, those were all kids that played for him in the mm-hmm. middle school and at freshman. I know what's amazing about him is he plays every he, – he keeps 15. Every kid plays every game. Yeah. And then when a freshman regional starts, he, he basically says, you've had all year – practice and games to prove that you know you should be one of the nine guys in there mm-hmm. so i mean it's pretty cool when you're a seventh grader you make the freshman team you know you're going to play every day the eighth grade you're going to play every day and then you know every kid every game has something to do so yeah. it's pretty cool and all three levels and you talk about these coaches um very fundamental coaches as well i mean obviously i saw brian in action for you know f- three, four years here. And then obviously the years that we coached against him. Right. Um, and we, we, I talked a little bit about doing fundamentals every day. The difference between when we were kids and now is that um, fundamental work. It's almost like um, we, it's drilled different. We drilled fundamental work in basketball to where it's almost like a, a competition. Right. So that number one, you're getting your work in, but the kids are also getting into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You guys get into that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We try to make everything a competition, and especially when we're in the barn and you're doing hitting drills and we're like, we'll put targets up and say, hey, let's 
work on that hitting that's target oppo or mm-hmm. whatever or hit middle whatever it is but yeah uh, coach Schutman and schneider they they do a lot of they set up the drills and stuff a lot of the times i let those guys whatever they want to do but they 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 both like the competition too so i mean even pitchers will be like all right let's see how many you know how many strikes you throw out of whatever they're throwing 25 pitches or whatever so. i love when we have competition in mm-hmm. practice it ramps it up Absolutely. And, and again, it rolls back to what I said before about older kids identifying talent of the younger kids and maybe not accepting the fact that they're playing over them, but they see the why. Right, right. Which is huge yeah. for a team when we talk about camaraderie and, and the bond and this, the brotherhood in general. I think the kids, they've played the game long enough, whatever sport it is, that they know, hey, man, this kid's pretty good. I yeah. mean, you know, with like, for instance, Mitchell this year, I mean, sophomore – I mean, how, how better of a year could you have? I want to talk about Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, let's talk about him now. So 50 innings pitched in 10 games, nine starts. He led the team in strikeouts with 59, you know, 139 ERA while pitching in some of the biggest games on the schedule. Um, you know, Coming into this season, especially with returning Halliday and Fieger, you know, did you imagine that uh, he would become your number one? No, we. I watched him a lot in the summer because his dad, Brandon, coaches their at the yard team, and they have like I think seven Beachwood kids, six or seven Beachwood kids. So I went to a lot of their summer games last year and watched. And I, I knew he, you know, he's he's got a really good work ethic, and he's really good in football. And when he had that year in football, I told our some of our baseball coaches, I said, "This is sometimes that carries over." Yes. And then he went into basketball and had a good, you know, he played mostly JV, but he had a good year. But I, you know, I knew he was going to be pretty good. I, I think some of the things we did this year, we thought we were probably a year away, like we were a year away from Mitchell being a dominant pitcher. But man, from day one, he, you know, he can he can bring it. And it was after like the All A that it really started to emerge, and right. he was just dealing out right. there. Yep. He, I like his demeanor too. Yep. I tell people all the time, you can't tell him and Holiday both. You can't tell if they've given up back to back to back home runs or if they've struck out three in a row. Yeah. You, they have the same look on their face. Like in the regional final game when he when Brett walked to two guys, I went to the mound. I wasn't even to the mound yet. And he said, Coach, don't worry, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just that calm demeanor. And I'm thinking, well, you just walked two guys with two outs. You better have it. Yeah. But, you know, and then the next pitch, you got the, we got the pop-up exactly. on the infield. So it was just like, you know, that's just – it's it's unreal. You try to coach that and teach that. And you know how we co- – when we coached Brandon and them, I mean, we were like, quit showing your emotion on the mound, just throw. And and some of those kids were couldn't do it. But, man, Brett and Mitchell and figure even. You, you can't really tell with, with figure who, you know, how he's throwing, mm-hmm. you know. And then Sam Stacy. He had yeah, a good year for us too. Yeah, and I he's the that. same way. He's he just goes and throws and goes in the next batter. If a guy hits a home run, he's I got this next guy. So it, it, they got we, Coach Schneider's our pitching coach, and I can't take credit for for nothing those guys do. He's amazing. He does a really good job. He really, good I enjoy job. when we play, and and if when I'm watching you, yeah, and his I enjoy scout, watching him play. People don't coach. realize. I mean, people always say, "How can you scout in baseball?" And I'm like, uh, "You'd be surprised." Yeah. Scout, we, you're scouting the batter, right? And he, when we're at games, I mean, we're all taking notes, but he really dissects the yeah. batters, and he'll say, okay, you know, the regional finals, for instance, Tyler Hudson played third, player of the year, ninth reason, yeah, stud. I was going to say something about that. And he come to third, and he said, oh, coach, okay, I see how it is. I'm getting thrown inside. And I said, well, you think we're dumb? We're not going to let you get your arms out extended. Or, you know, and he just laughed, but that's what, you know, we scout for. You're scouting tendencies on batters right. as, as the pitching coach, and I do that when we – so we have a clipboard that we keep with us, and um, a kid keeps it right next to me, and we keep notes. I, I like that. It's just more mm-hmm. of like a checklist thing, which I find interesting. It's like a game within the game. So if a kid, obviously a kid who's getting just full extension on something and is just crapping on a ball, you're right, throw him inside right. or high or whatever. And right. then when you're coming back through, anyway, so you know as you get to play, especially in your seed games, I think the seed games are when I do it the most get into that i mean you could look at the stats like we'll, we we'll, we'll pull stats and have that in the dugout for games but it doesn't really tell you a whole lot until you see the kid right. swing and you see how he's swinging 
Um, you know, there's honestly, and I mean this, and I told this kid this last week, the Aiden Hamilton, a place for Campbell County. Mm-hmm. He's like the one kid that no matter, it did not matter how I pitched, we pitched him. If we hit the spot or we didn't hit the spot, just couldn't get him out. Right. He's really good. He's so good. Yeah. He had a really good, him and uh, Mitchell went to the sophomore showcase downstate, both, you know, their tweets about him. Yeah. Mitchell had, I think, a, over 100 exit meal off the bat. And uh, then Aiden had Aiden hit some bombs too. So yeah, it was. Uh, they, they're both. I mean, a- Aiden's. There are a lot of really good sophomores. Very good in North Kentucky. Yes. Yeah. At, at, at positions too, not just the hitting. Well, you got to deal with Aiden in basketball. I know. Kill me. <laughs> Every time he touches the ball, he does something good. <laughs> He's a really good kid, though. I, like I enjoy right. talking to right. him. And we we had this conversation, you know, last last week when we had played over there. And, we uh, played them, I think, second game of the year. At Beachwood, and he had just gotten back from basketball, so he wasn't ready to get. But you know, Scott threw him in there, and he had a couple errors or whatever. And after game, I pulled him off to the side. I'm like, "You just got here. Don't yeah, you know? Cares? Don't let this game bother you, whatever." And he he was really receptive and really cool about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's a nice kid. Yeah, they had a late start. Yeah, our, our, even our kids had a late start. Right. Um, you mentioned Brett Holiday. You know anybody who knew the baseball landscape in Northern Kentucky coming into this season. I would think that everybody felt, you mentioned Tyler Hudson from Cuffcath, that he would probably carry the torch as the premier pitcher in the region. And he did. did. Um, You know, like you said, ninth region player of the year. Um, However, I I just did not see an avenue. And maybe it's because I know you and I know your team a little bit better than other teams, but I didn't see an avenue where the the conversation could not – include Brett Halliday as 1B or number two on that list. But statistically, he got off to a rough start. Mm-hmm. And we had talked about by the All-A, Mitchell had kind of taken on that role as the ace. Um, did you feel like you could sense a struggle with him? He really struggled in the St. Henry game with his control. And the last couple of times we played at Florence, he had, you know, the Highlands, mm-hmm. just or regional finals the two years before that. You know, they hit him good, and we had to bring in a couple relievers, but... He was also a freshman. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he had, you know, he had won the All-A State game. He had won the All-A Regional game, but he had pitched in all the huge games, him and Carter Noah. And, but but he, he's, um, I'll tell you, he's just a gamer. He, you know, the St. Henry game, he'd be the first one to tell you, I was awful today. Everything was up in the zone. St. Henry hadn't really hit the ball real well before any game before that because their basketball guys got there late. Sure. And he had, you know, Reed and all those guys that got there late. And Coach Pass kept telling me, man, we just we just don't hit. Well, they did in the only championship game because they stroked the ball in the gaps. And But, you know, after the game, I was just, you know, the next day I let it go. I just said, Brett, what's going on, man? And he's like, I, I was terrible. He said everything was up. He said, I, I can't get comfortable on the mound at Florence. And I had talked to you about yeah. that too. Yeah. It's the, I think it's the turf. Right. It's just how it's maintained, I think, personally. Right. And you can't I, wear the spikes. Yeah. It, it is tough. There's no doubt. So then when we got to the regional finals in Cuffcath, I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? He hasn't pitched well, but he was fantastic that yeah. day. And uh, you mentioned that, but how nice as as the coach, you know, to see him take inventory of the situation, just rebound and absolutely deal because he dealt yeah. in the regional final. Yeah. and. We talked about this Cuffcat team being 34-2 and two at that point. And he was dueling against the Linhoff kid, who was a dominant this season as well. How nice was it to see him kind of emerge? Well, there was a game after the Ole. I can't remember who we were playing. I don't know if Coach Schneider would know this, but I, I can't remember who it was. But after the game, Schneider grabbed me by the arm and said, Welcome back, Mr. Holiday, because he really threw the ball well. And from that point on, he was he was really good the rest of the year. But maybe confidence had some of that. Yeah, I just I, he's just when he when he's on the mound, even in the St. Henry game. I mean, I don't ever feel like we're going to lose because he's just a gamer, you know. And he's won so many big games for us in his two years that I just never feel like you know with him on the mound, I know he's going to throw strikes. We may get out hit, we'll shake their hand and tell them great job, but. But I just have a ton of confidence when he's on the mound. You know, he just – he had a really good year. He batted 417. I, was gonna, I saw that. He really had a good year. And our statistician, Denny Doverspike, does a fantastic job. But I tell him all the time, you need to be over at Great American because 
Sometimes he puts an air down. I'm like, what, what is that? So he doesn't that? keep the book like oh, your wife no, does? No, 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 no. We'd have, if Gina kept the book, they would, we'd bat 800 as a team. He got three hits today. You got three hits? Yeah. Yeah, he hit the ball three times. <laughs> That's her. But regional tournament MVP? Yep. Love it. Yep. It's great. And he, and he earned it. No yeah. doubt about it. I mean, he hit a huge home run when, let's see, we were, I think, three to one maybe or three to two. I can't remember. But Brett had a two out opposite field. And you hit it out of Great American. I mean, um, Great American. Florence. Florence Freedom. That's a shot. Yeah. You've hit it. And he hit it oppo. And the one thing that we really worked on with Cuffcalf was Wilson started for Cuffcalf. He throws the ball hard. He had been hurt for a few weeks, but, you know, we knew that, you know, with his, with his speed and everything, we, we really worked on with him and Hudson as his hitting the opposite way. You know what I mean? And, um, and when Brett hit that, it was just kind of cool how we really been stressing that for a week before the tournament started. And then he, he pulls up, you know, pulls a big one the opposite way. And then, you know, with a huge hit for us. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the success the team had, but you and I both know that having a stud behind the plate completely changes the game. Talk a little about this East Step kid. Is it Bryce? Bryce East Step. He's a yeah. sophomore this past year. Yeah, he'll be a junior. Wow. Um, I mean, the heart – Hardest work, one of the hardest, I can't say hardest working, but he is one of the hardest working kids I've ever coached. I mean, he is always, I think Coach Shootman, he works a ton with our catchers. I think he's really helped Bryce take his game to another level mm-hmm. because, you know, when when you're a sophomore and you're we're playing at UK and UK's head coach comes up and Louisville's assistant comes up, you know the kid's pretty good or have, you know, and it was – uh you know, I told them both, you know, our battery today are sophomores. And they were both like, what? I said, yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, how that is. Everybody wants to play Division One. I. I don't know. You know, those guys know more about it than I do, those D1 coaches. But I can't imagine, you know, some of our guys not being able to play. This price is solid. I mean, I'd love to – I tell him all the time, I'd love to pitch to him because anything I throw, I can throw a ball in the dirt. It's not going through. Mm-hmm. He's going to block it, you know what I mean, and – He's just got a really – people don't realize how good of an arm he has. And, I mean, he hit – I can't remember exactly, but he hit like 375 or 380 maybe for a sophomore. I mean, the schedule that we play, it's – yeah, know, that's pretty good. And he's throwing the ball down, getting runners out on base. Yeah, back picking. I mean, he's not afraid to throw it. We gave him full reign. You know, you see somebody off too far at first, hose him, third, hose him, and – you know, sometimes it comes back to bite you when they throw the ball in the right field sure. or left field. But he, I don't, I can't remember if he did it once this year. I mean, he threw a lot of guys out on the bases. Let me ask you this about: so he's a sophomore, um, catching this really good staff. Was there anybody else in the program, like if uh, if we had played last year, that could have maybe taken that spot? But because that didn't happen, you know, he was just able to win it outright, or. I'll tell you, when we were in preseason last year, I said, how many teams in this region have a freshman that's going to start a catcher? So he would have started last year. Uh, n- no doubt, yeah. Now, Nazario Pingallo is a catcher, too. Nazario, Nazario, he catches for Brandon Summertine. Mm-hmm. So he catches Mitchell and Torin O'Shea and all those kids. He catches them all summer. And, and, and Nazario is not – I mean, Nazario played JV this year, and he was their cat, one of their catchers, and he played a lot of different positions. But the good thing about Nazario is he can catch – he can play second, he can play short, he can play the outfield. So, you know, we're also thinking that he's going to be able to help us in the next couple of years too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Must be nice <laughs> having all this talent everywhere. Yeah, I'm a, we've got a sophomore catcher that is really good too. So, like you said, the sophomores around the sophomores are really good. Yeah, really good. It's interesting to like watch uh, in all sports around here. Honestly, Seems like the yeah, sophomore classes true. in football this past year and basketball. And baseball. I mean, yeah, look at some of those young kids for the football team. Mm-hmm. It's very cyclical, though, right? Yeah. It's always real cyclical right. how that how that works. So, talk a little bit about this Danville game. You know, things that obviously typically would go right. Just, just one of them days. It was just we had a couple plays that you know the kids are trying to make plays. I mean, we do a drill every practice called chaos. 
So every time you hear us, the kids yelling chaos, it's when there's a ball hit to the first baseman and they flip it to the fir- to the pitcher and he covers first. That So I'll hit a ball to first, he'll do that. Then I hit a ball to the next pitcher in line, he turns, throws a second for a double play. Then we roll a ball like a bunt. The third pitcher comes off, turns, and throws it to third for the force out. Then we hit a ground ball to third, and then they turn two. So it's like ca- total chaos. So we've done that, I mean, every practice. And, you know, going down there, you know, Mitchell threw that ball and it sailed on him throwing the third with with one out. I mean, first and second one out. I mean, he threw that 150 times this year. And 150 times he threw it right on the money. But this so happened that time. You know, it's – Jeremy Bionni told me from Highlands. He told me when we won the region two years ago, he said, one thing I'm going to warn you about is you're going to get down there and something crazy is going to happen that hasn't happened all year. And I thought, what could happen? And we dropped the ball in the infield. And then we had shortstop. We had it was Jim, a pop-up. Johnson yeah. and Odom ran into each other. And it was like, we haven't done this all year. And all of a sudden, you know, and I know the nerves are, you're playing at UK. You're not playing at Beachwood. But, you know, it was just a couple. That play there, they, they scored two runs on that to tie it. Then there was first and second. The kid hit a shot up the middle and it hit off of Mitchell's glove. And Ben Meyer, short, come running in and barehanded it. You know, and we have people screaming, hold it, you know. And he's just trying to make a play. You know, bare hands it, tries to make a play at first, throws it away, and then two runs. So that we were up three to two. That was after Cam's home run. So that put them up four to three. And and we were getting ready to knock Christian Howell that's going to UK out of the game. I mean, we he they were close to taking him out of the game. We just Bryce was um, E-step was, I think, 0 for 4, but he squared it up all four times. I mean, the one time the third I had a hit and run on, perfect. Cam got a great jump, had the base easily stolen even if he didn't hit. Bryce hits a line drive. The third baseman catches it, like, behind his head. Mm-hmm. And when he walked by, I said, nice play. And the kid says, I don't know how I caught that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, well, me neither. But, but it was just something like that. You know, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get any breaks. You know, where you have to get a couple breaks. We did get a break. I shouldn't say that. We did get a break in the first inning. They threw a ball away. We got two runs. So when Mitchell threw that ball away and he came in, he was all pissed. I said, don't worry about it. They gave us two. We gave them two. We're even now. And then Cam hits a home run. I'm like, see, now we're good. But, you know, it's just you can't get mad at him for trying to make a play. You know, and Ben's play, the kid, we had no chance throwing him out. But he's just like, you know, I mean, he's just trying to make a play in the state tournament. And, and he can't hear when no. he's out there and he's hustling no. after that ball. Right, he can't hear The anybody. only thing that's going on in his head is, right. i got to make this play. Right, and everybody freezes on it. Like, yeah. you know, you're just kind of looking at the play like, oh, my God, I hope we get this out. You know, the second baseman, Jackson, he's probably he – pro- I don't know if he said anything or not, but, it, you know, probably just watching him make the play. But, you know, it's it's weird down there. You, you get down there. And, and same thing with Danville. They got to the semis, and they were up 7-4, to four, I think. In the sixth, and McCracken right. scored ten runs. Yeah, I saw. I, I mean, saw it was a like, clip you know, on Twitter of this inning. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Right. When we scouted, we got as much information on Danville obviously as we could. And we're looking at their stats. And we're like eighty-four home runs. We have sixteen. We're like, and everybody, you know, everybody's going. Well, they play in a, you know, yeah, crackerjack box. I, you know what? Eighty-four home. Runs. I don't care if they're playing on a wiffle ball field. Eighty-four home runs is eighty-four home runs. Yeah. So. Their first batter smokes one in the gap double. Second batter smokes one in the gap double, and I'm thinking, for real, they just hit two balls. Yeah. I don't want to hear anybody say it's, anything. It's about 375 this. Yeah. in the gaps, and yeah. they just hit two balls 365. So, yeah, they were they were really good. They had great pitching. You know, I was rooting for them. I told their coach after the game, I'm, I'm rooting for you. You know, small school, yeah, get down there and win that. But man, I don't care who was in the finals. Trinity, Trinity. was. Now. They were phenomenal. We didn't get a chance to see them. We're trying to go down there next year and play. Um, Coach Pass from St. Henry, he went to Trinity. So he's trying to set it up with them where we can go down and he can go down and we can play. They can play a doubleheader, one against them, one against us. And, you know. And the thing about being a competitor in a situation like that, in a game like that, you can accept defeat when the team is just better. You know, you wish you would have played a cleaner game. Right. Right. Obviously, but, just to see how it would have played out. But. Right. I think if we played Danville 10 times, it would have probably been five and five. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, you know, they had a pitcher going to Christian Howe went, was going to UK. They had, um, 
oh, I can't think of a kid's name, played first base, but he's going to Louisville. You know, another kid going to Marshall, one going to EKU. So, you know, they had a pretty – pretty. That's a generational team there yeah. for that group. Yeah. Like back in the 80s when they had um, the football teams because of all the – I guess it was – what is that uh, down there? The Is it Army, Navy, or whatever is down there? You know, they would have these – it's the same like Fort Knox. Right. Same yeah, deal. They, when we were maybe in Maybe the 2000s that Danville was good at football. But it was like Fort Knox back in the, in the in 80s. In the 80s, yeah. Yeah, they had all these Army people in, and then they started moving out. Right. The teams weren't real good. You know, Danville kind of went through that as well. And it, you know, the same with Boyle County right across the street or yep. down the street. That's how I, I think – wasn't University Heights like that in basketball? Pretty sure. Yes. I think they're they always in the all-A yeah. state. They get those Army, you know, dads that move there. Yeah. So, I mean, you can accept. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible – I mean, we didn't play terrible, yeah. honestly. We we actually hit and, – and believe me, leading up to that game, we had our pitching machine cranking, smoking. It was throwing so hard. You know, Christian Howe throws 92, consistently probably 89 90 but it was like you know we had to see that speed so we were really pumping it up and we had a pitching machine that throws a major league curveball so we were like you know we talked to a couple coaches and they said this curveball so good if you see a spin don't even swing at it just look fast just look for fastballs so that's what we did and i mean it's just you know like bryce he hit to, to end the game was six to four yeah i mean like i said in the gaps was 375 and bryce probably hit it 360 you know when it left the bat everybody was like oh my god you know and Bryce knew that he had gotten under it a little bit, and he was just hoping that it carried to the hit off the wall. But he said, "I knew it wasn't gone, but I was just hoping that it got far enough to, you know, land or mm. you know whatever." You mentioned that earlier in the year, you felt like you might have been a year away. Now, having gone through this, and the kids having, you know, had a chance to go down there play a really good team, but come up short in the sectional, how does that uh, feel? Like that'll invigorate them to get back and be ready and work this summer. And oh, yeah. Well, I, I tell you, man, when we got back, they were um, – we had uniform turn in and clean your locker out. And they were – even even when I talked to them after the game, they were like – we were on the bus. And they were like, you know, we got to work twice as hard. Yeah. We, we need to get back here. You know, and I told them, I said, there's only one team in the state of Kentucky that wins their last game. And, you know, everybody else loses their last game. But, you know, we – we need to work twice. I mean, I'm not stupid. We're going to have a big, big bullseye on our back, sure. ninth region next year, and you know that just makes me want to work twice as hard. And and you know when we start doing you know weights in September and all that, I mean it's just um, we we got to work harder. I mean, what is the off season regimen like for you guys? We we usually start now. Obviously, a lot of guys play, play football, football, which is great. I love it. Um, and then some of them play basketball, which is cool. Um, but we get started in September, and Logan Neff is our trainer at Beachwood, and he, he works those kids hard, and they love it. The harder they work, it seems like the better. I'm telling you, because it's not like when we were kids, and it was just this punishment thing that we had to do, like drills and, right. and weights and stuff like that. Now it's like there's some competition in it, and it becomes fun for them. Right. I mean, it's like the, it's like the, uh, the magic potion to, right. to get kids to be invested in something. And I think they've seen, and I preached it all year, because we invited Logan, you know, in the dugout or when we went away, I'm like, you, hey, you're just as important to this program as me or any other coach that we have. Yeah. Because it all starts in that weight room and Logan pushes them. Don't put up with no crap. You know what I mean? It's when they're there and they, and they just eat it up. They can't get enough of it, honestly. And But then we got that, you know, we got the barn. So until it gets too cold, we don't throw a baseball for a while. So we can we'll still work on flips at second. We'll still work on cut, you know, positioning cuts and but we won't throw a ball. We'll take ground balls and fly balls and then they'll just drop them in a bucket. But we'll hit. But we will hit from September all the way through. So that barn is just like a it's like the invaluable ingredient there. Absolutely. Yeah, because even if it's raining, we'll go in there and hit. You Are would, you the, who else uses that? Softball? Softball, football sometimes if it's raining. Mm-hmm. Um Archery. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't think about that. Archery does. Um, obviously, basketball doesn't. But um, I know football, when it, when it storms, they may be a walkthrough with defense or something. I don't know. Because um, we've been in there, actually, in the winter. Well, fall. And it start raining or whatever. And then slush calls, hey, no one wants to bring the defense up. Hey, you're in season. Yeah. 
So, you know, but but that doesn't happen often. But, you know, we all – the great thing about up there is, you know, Coach Rash and Gats and I and everybody. Everybody's really a team. Everybody works together. Support each other. You know, they're at our games all the time. We're at their games all the time. The kids are – you know, if they don't play football, I'm like, yeah. you guys need to go and support them. And, you know, it's just – It's huge. It is. And it's good for the community, for, for them to see those people there. It's one of the things I like doing, mm-hmm. getting out. It's not as easy now with, like, I like to go to football games. But in coaching baseball again, Jeremy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Recording audio here. Jeremy's I don't better hear that. Throwing everything away. Can't block it out. Can I, uh, can I give a huge, like, uh, what's the word I want? Just a hat tip to this crew that does the radio, the broadcasting for you guys. There, I, I was going to awesome. bring them up, dude. And I and I would tell you, like, I'm, I listen to these games. You know, I love uh, listening. If, if if we're done playing and and it, I because I uh, I guess because I I, I don't want to say I subscribe to anything, but I guess because I logged in for it once, I, I always get it. Whatever it's a, a football game or a basketball game or I, I, whatever that is that they're broadcasting. I always get it. So, like, if we're um, not playing or if we're just finishing up somewhere, like when we won the district, got in the car to go back to work, and then you guys were literally just getting ready to start and listen to the whole game, regional games, state game, amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, Mike, Mark, and Katie, phenomenal. I mean, it, it, it is I, – I listen to them when I go home. Like, or the next day when I'm working, I'll just turn that on instead of music and listen mm-hmm. to them do the game because it's like Brandon living in North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, my mom hasn't been able to go to every game, but she loves them. She listens to them all the time. Sure. My, and Brandon's like, Dad, those guys are awesome. Yeah. You know, she, he, he likes when Katie gives them crap too when, you know, what she they're not, to do. when they're wrong. About something, <laughs> yeah. I also like that they're not, uh, they're just not like, we're the Beachwood guys, homers. Right. Because right. there are other, people that do that. And I think it's all, I, I would love to be able to do something like that right. here. Um, I like how Highlands does it. They've got the, they've got the class that with the kids mm-hmm. and they do all those yeah. productions, which on I think is awesome. YouTube or whatever. I think yeah, they have it on there. Yeah. Um, but it's part of their, that group. I don't uh, radio TV. I don't know exactly what the name of it is, but it's nice to be able to, to have that. I mean, in, in their, uh, Cuff, I think Cuffcast got it. Browser does it, as, mm-hmm. does it well as well. Um, I mean, Shabbles probably the he, he's I think the he started first one of yeah I yeah. mean he's been doing that for as long as you can get over the fact that he's going to have those little one liners you know <laughs> the hoop and harm or whatever it is right. that he would say I don't even know what it, right. like, how it is but yeah they do a really good job and and it's part of the team right right you know it's part of the experience for people yeah and they 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 do like I mean they do their homework I mean I'll see I'll look at Mike and Mark's. Uh, sheets before you know, like when they interview us after mm-hmm. if they do a game they usually want to interview um the kids some of the kids or whatever he, he always says hey bring a couple guys with you whatever um and um i can't remember what game it was this year he gives he gives me crap about it all the time but he was like after we, we won but we just didn't have the we weren't there we we didn't have the right attitude we didn't have the right whatever and we were walking across the field to go to the football field and do a little sprints and yeah. stuff and i looked up and mike was like waving at me like you know come on up and bring two and i was like Shook not today i said not today buddy we're we're you know and he gives me crap all the time yeah. about that he said that's the changing part of the season <laughs> but uh yeah they they just football games too like if they play away and i can't go i mean i'll sit there and and listen to it if they're at somerset they or do whatever. a really good job yeah, it's fantastic i love i love i don't know i just I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And, you know, they're putting themselves out there, too. And it's not like they're getting paid to do it. Right. They just enjoy doing it. Uh, I have, obviously, when we play at Beachwood, they're sitting right next to me doing the game. So right. I can hear them while they're doing the game. Right. And it's not just like, hey, Beachwood, everything, uh, this Scott team, man, right. what the hell? Yeah. It's not like They that have just as many stats on yeah. you guys, Scott, That's, or as they do on, you know, our guys. Yeah, it's they like, do it the right way. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you got this summer? Anything? Nope. No I don't coach. Nothing. No, we don't. Uh, I don't do summer ball. Um, I'm so exhausted by the time we're done because yeah. you know we our our 
you know, just like you guys in basketball, you guys put your heart and soul into it. And, you know, if we're not practicing or playing, we're going to watch somebody play. And, you know, so it, it wears on you, as you well know. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't have anything. Um, we're going to um, going down to see Brandon in August. So Brandon's uh, at North Carolina. He's right. the graphic designer for the basketball team. Right. You know, that basketball team. Yeah, the basketball the team. The basketball team, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Tar Heels. Were you sad, but Roy hung it up? Are you over it? No. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> the thing with Brandon is he's so loyal to them that, like, they say don't say nothing to nobody. So he knew the day before. And he calls me next morning. He's like, Dad, uh, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? He's like, you'll see soon. I'm like, what? You know, we're crew coming in. What's going on? And then when I saw it, I'm like. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah. I said, uh, you need to tell me this stuff when you find it out. I don't want to find it out on Twitter. He's like, I, I can't. You know what I mean? So, but no, he, uh, it was it was a shocker to me. But with all the crap with the NCAA and all yeah. the, you know, I, I, I wasn't really surprised afterwards. You can see why. Right. I mean, he's done his deal. Yeah, right. He's made his money. And there's nothing really more for him to prove. And if this is this is going to be another year to do that, thinking about it, like if if I'm him, same thing, I guess, with Shishevsky or anybody else, like, I'm good. Right. Like, I've been here, done that. And Brandon was praying that Hubert Davis got the job because he loves Hubert Davis. Mm. And when he got the job, plus I'm sure he was thinking, hmm, some new guy comes in. Yeah. He could bring his whole group with him. And um, Brandon's fiance just moved down there, and she's working at Duke. University Hospital, which is no good. Got to work somewhere. Yeah, but I told her, you know, you're out of the will until you mm-hmm. move over to UNC Hospital. You, you mentioned fiance, so you got both of the boys got engaged. Yep, this year, both of them are out of their league. Just very just, much so. Right, right. And it was Brady's got like uh, what I see. He's got uh, man. I don't know how many days that is. I saw like a 200 day yeah. thing countdown. Yeah, she put or, something on there. 200. I think they get married in January, and then Brandon's next October. <sighs> What are you gonna do with yourself? I don't know. Getting all this family, and then you've got you know Bailey's well on her way. Bailey's moving in with a couple friends or four friends. So it's just gonna be you and Gina. It's it. Me, and the dog. Three. Yep. Yep. It's uh, it's definitely different not having them all in there, but you know. Man, when I stopped there, we were remodeling everything. You had the whole. I mean, this is this is how bad. Like it's like it's not been a rough year as it is, right? For right, you, right? Um, but you know, the night you guys lost in the at the sectional, I was across the street at Jeremy's diaper party, drove over, stopped in at Kevin's, and Gina stops me at the door. Look, I've known her for I don't even know how many years now. Um, she's like, listen, my house is a mess. I'm like, I don't really care. Right. I could care less, right? <laughs> and she's like, I walk in, and she's like, look, we're remodeling this, this, this. And then she's like, and we got to put the dog down on Monday. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. like you don't have enough going yeah. on. We had to put one of our dogs down. I know. Yeah, it sucked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But remodeling going well? Yeah, yeah, it's going good, except, you know, I had all my – the basement was all Carolina, and she's trying to throw her two cents in there on changing some of that, which – She'll lose. Yeah, not going over very good. Yeah, she'll lose. You got any advice for Jeremy? He's having a little girl. Oh, you are? Girl girl, dad. Girl Girl, dad, heck yeah. Um, Man. Don't blink. Take a lot of pictures. Take a lot of videos. I wish we would have done a lot more videos than than we did back then. But and that it's just all it's just awesome. And sometimes yeah. when you watch like TV and people have, or if you're watching some kind of documentary or whatever, and people ha- they have these videos from all. I wish we'd have had that too. Oh yeah, my mom's yeah. a picture person, so we have all of that. Right. Crazy. Gina started doing that when the kids were a little younger. We were on vacation. Mm-hmm. And we got some pretty cool videos of the kids swimming and acting goofy. So, but yeah, I, said, I wish we'd have more. Of that. I wish we'd have filmed more of their games. Yeah, you know what I mean, like they're not whole or they're not not whole. Just events summer, in general. Yeah, summer, you know, select ball and all that and Something Bailey you stuff. Could look back on yeah, yeah. Bailey stuff. Uh, softball. Yeah, yeah, that went over well when she was young. <laughs> She'd be out there, be afraid to get dirty or a bug to jump up on her <laughs> and kevin would be out there coaching what was it what did you coach her in softball softball well that was, or was it base basketball i'm sorry you're right I, i'm thinking <laughs> of brandon basketball. yeah bailey was basketball i had nobody wanted to do it so i did it was like fourth grade girls basketball but 
So Kevin, in all his intensity, out there coaching nine-year-old <laughs> girls in softball. Yeah. No, basketball. Ba- I'm basketball. sorry, basketball. basketball. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I told her after one game, I said, you're the first player I've ever coached that was 0 for 30 from the field with 30 offensive rebounds. <laughs> Gives you hope for her offspring. <laughs> exactly. You may not have to go. But right. I appreciate you coming on, brother. Absolutely. Always yeah. a pleasure. Well, I'm wishing you uh, have a good summer, man. You we're know, going to. We're I gonna, hope so. We're, we're when are you going to see Brandon? Uh, August. We're going back. To, we went to Cumberland. We're going back to Cumberland, and then we're going to go see him in August. Love Cumberland. I do too. I would rather go to the lake than the ocean. Yeah, that's just me Absolutely. personally. Absolutely. Like I know you guys do like family vacations yeah. at the beach, but I like the lake a lot more because there's not sharks and and or <laughs> sand. I don't like sand, and I don't like sharks. There's snakes in Cumberland. I understand that, but when you're, yeah, that is true. Did you see Steve's video with the snake no. on his porch? No. He, oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That was a big one. Jesus. I was like, oh, hell no. And Steve got his first, your brother Steve got his first grandbaby? Yep. Little boy? Little boy. Chandler's yep, little boy? Yep. Gray? Gray's his first yeah, name. He's yeah. cute. Yeah. How's he doing being a grandpa? He's, it's surreal, I think, for him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But with all, I mean, at first, with all the COVID stuff, they didn't, you know, they couldn't really go around him, yeah. so... Now I think they're they're you know able to do stuff and go around him and hold him and stuff. So it's cool. Is he a better grandparent than his wife? No, 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 <laughs> hell no. He's probably got him doing stretches and getting right. his arm loosened up right. and whatever else. So. Right, he's already biting him a glove and a hat probably. <laughs> the great Kevin Gray, appreciate you, brother. Thank you, buddy.